Welcome to the Stripping the Dipping podcast, where we have a very insightful, cool, and all-encompassing discussion on anything and everything in the world of motorsport. You're joined by usual co-host, AMG Dens, and today we have a really special guest. You know, motorsports and motor racing is in his blood. He's one of a handful of a few black professional NASCAR drivers. He's a nurturer of talent and has been one of the most prominent you know people at the forefront of nurturing talent for the future and owns one of the first african-american owned motorsports facilities so i'm really honored today guys to introduce you to our special guest all the listeners at home give it up for trey adams trey how are you doing today i'm good thank you thank you for having me Oh, we're so super excited to have you on the episode today, Trey. Honestly, like when Georgina lined this up, I was very excited, you know, because there's so many things that we can unpack with you, all of your experiences and and just, you know, what you've been through as well, just to compete at the upper echelons of motorsport like you have and also the great work that you do for the community as well. No, it's been, again, you know, things have been a blessing. Uh, my family's been in, in motorsports since 1960. And uh, because of that, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, good and bad, but a lot of growth for our community. Of course, Trey, definitely, you know, and I'm I'm really excited because today, you know, we can we can go through all of those kind of moments as well, the highs, the lows, some of the things as well you've seen in the industry and some of the stuff that, you know, you, you've kind of added towards contributing to change, and, you know, and, and bringing like a wider demographic of, you know, um, kids that wouldn't normally get the opportunity now or the chance, you know, to learn more about the industry and everything that goes on as well. So, Trey, probably the first thing to get into, as we do with all of our guests, what were your earliest motorsport memories growing up? And who were your favorite drivers growing up and, uh, you know, looking up to when you were younger? Well, my earliest, uh, my, my earliest, you know, part of, of, of motorsports um, was back in the, the early 70s. And, you know, crazy thing is, you know, my family owns Adams uh, Car Track, Adams Motorsports Park in Riverside, California. We worked a lot so that my grandmother and grandfather wouldn't have to work. Um, and I didn't get a chance to, to race as much, but, you know, the person I looked up to at that time was Willie T. Ribs, uh, an incredible, incredible driver, incredible personality. Um, but, you know, had, had, a, had it pretty rough in order to get up to the next, to the upper echelons of racing. And, um, you know, it was really hard for him to be super successful, although he won more sports car and was one of the, with the first in Indy as well as NASCAR, um, did extremely well as, as well. Absolutely, Trey. And just like you mentioned as well, just when we think about, you know, people in the sport and, you know, people of our kind in motor racing, like you mentioned there, Willie T. Ribs has to be up there as one of the most iconic people to kind of break the ice and to kind of like put black people and people of color in that sphere as well. And kind of just on that face as well, you also mentioned, you know, like your family having the the facility of having a, a go-karting circuit and like a facility for, for people to kind of go and to race you know and to be part of the function as well you know can you tell us more about that and, and just kind of what the history was of your family had they done something like that before what was your like dad or, or grandfather into racing and building cars as well what was that like no so my family you know back in the 60s um they were big in the to drag racing 
and and that was the big thing. Um, but unfortunately, going to uh, the professional circuits, they weren't treated as fairly. And so, uh, how we got into motorsports on the business level was that my grandmother, my, my uncles and, and aunts had bought a go kart uh, for Christmas. They bought this go kart for Christmas for my cousins, and my grandmother uh, told my grandfather, instead of the kids driving the go kart in the front yard, why don't you drag them a little cart track in the backyard? The crazy thing is, our property is adjacent to the uh, and ride on it and two weeks later uh we went into business so no we weren't um we weren't big into motorsports actually my my uncles are all engineers and we were and we were just uh we were we were just business people that lucked up into getting into motorsports as a profession Wow, that's super inspiring, Trey. And, you know, you mentioned that as well. A lot of, like, uh, people that we see in motorsports today is, like, you know, the Schumachers, the Rosbergs, the Hills, and, you know, even the Verstappens now, obviously. They, their families kind of come from wealth, already kind of have a lot of stuff pre-built for them, you know, and this is, I wouldn't say easy, but it's a lot more easier for them, in yes. a sense, to kind of get to that stage. But, you know, for people like us, Trey, like you mentioned as well like there wasn't necessarily a foundation before and it just comes from a, a vision that your grandmother had as well to kind of take that leap of faith and to make that investment for you and your cousins and to see that grow into the kind of organization it is now which gives so much to the community is really sensational so i, I i'm very like inspired and in, in awe and also kind of to tie it in as well there trey you know being kind of an ethnic minority and, and kind of growing up in a state where, you know, there's not many people that look like you, especially in the industries that, you know, you were aiming to compete in. What were some of the biggest obstacles and challenges you faced in your junior career? And how did you go, like, overcome the, the financial aspects of some of those as well to, like, be able to elevate and continue to compete in the series that you aspired to? No, I mean, I, I go back <clears throat> and to ride on what you were discussing in regards to finance, right? Um, I think one of it is first, go on whatever your passion was. I wasn't, I won't say that I was big into motorsports, but I knew the business side of motorsports. And crazy enough, um, I've always, I've always been a, a teacher or a love, I had the love of teaching young people. And so in 1992, I actually was teaching a gentleman's son and the gentleman kind of listened to the overall, saw me in a car and said, hey, you know, you're too good to be just teaching. You should be racing. But the biggest thing was I didn't have money. Um, <clears throat> but prior to that, because of the learning, the business aspect, and that's one thing that I try to to talk to our community, but talk to all drivers is that there's different aspects of racing. Right. There's there's the racing. It's fun. It's exciting, but it's expensive. And nowadays, as a driver, you have to know both sides, the racing and the business side. And I was just so lucky that I understood that. I understood um, the B2B, the business to business opportunities that came with racing and was able to bring companies together um, and get a small portion of that in order for me to go racing. And so, you know, when you move that to nowadays, you don't you have to be good. That's one. But you have to be able uh, 
to bring some type of financial uh, program to these race teams. Otherwise, you know, they're not interested. Um, there's very few teams that will bring on a driver that doesn't have money. And so as a community, you know, that's one thing that we need to, to look at and we need uh, the support of our own community as well as others. Uh, there's some nonprofit organizations. One is called Benevo that we're working with to do just that is to help minority and underserved drivers um, to the next level. Um, but that's the most important. The most important for me was that <clears throat> I focus not just on my driving, but really focus on the business aspect of racing. Um, back then it wasn't social media, but whatever I needed to do in order to get my sponsors in front of other business owners to make money and that funded my program. Absolutely there, Trey. And then one other thing I wanted to kind of touch on as well in relation to your background and kind of the things that put you together calisthenically as a person, you know, when, you know, you have so many different perspectives which are unique to your experience too. You also obtained like a bachelor's degree in marketing. And I wanted to ask you as well, like, how useful did you find that in, in kind of like, you know, overcoming some of the obstacles to trade in the world of motorsport at the time and, and, and just kind of seeing from the business aspects you mentioned as well, how to play the game and, and kind of get the best situation out of it, you know, for yourself and the family too? Well, I think education is key, period, right? Whether it's, you know, my business background and, and business um, marketing degree. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of it was... The, the, the simple fact that I wanted to be successful in the industry. I wanted to, to be a leader uh, and do things that most individuals, whether it was, you know, white, black, Hispanic, it didn't make a difference. I wanted to be the best. And so I just had to figure out how to make that happen at that time. Uh, and so, yes, the business, I tell everybody, my son, um, you know, school grades are very, very important. Um, he actually is a dual immersion, so he speaks Spanish and English at his school, uh, which is very important, a sec you know, a second language. But more important than anything is working on your craft and understanding what it takes to be successful on all on all ends and then doing what it takes to be successful. You know, the right mentors, the right coaches, the right team, um, and then most importantly, to, to figure out that financial aspect. Absolutely, absolutely. And I agree with you as well, Trey. You know, a lot of the things you're saying to me are the same things my parents were saying to me. And, you know, for our listeners as well, you know, education definitely is key and it can open up so many doors for, for people. You know, I think when you go to school, there's this thing of fitting in with the kids, trying to be the cool kids. Sometimes, you know, we get caught up with maybe the wrong crowd of people and, you know, they distract us from our purpose in life or, you know, like take us from the path that we're supposed to be on. But what I would definitely say as well to a lot of the younger listeners, and I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here as well, Trey, because you could attest to this as well, is that, you know, when you put your best foot forward and you try to like learn your skills and, and kind of school as well, it's not just like academic performance, but also discipline to kind of like research, to study, to dedicate yourself to, you know, become better and and to kind of like craft your skills at such an early kind of stage as well is, is so key and what things my parents always say to me is like you know um education is knowledge knowledge is wisdom and wisdom is power you know and when you have that empowerment it opens up so many different doors that you know maybe wouldn't have been possible before no for sure and, and i think a lot of it is your surrounding right if you want mm -hmm. to have more in life you have to surround yourself around people that 
also have that like-mindedness. If you look at the Formula One, you look at Albon and, and uh, Verstappen, and if you do the history and you look back, a lot of those drivers, you know, whether it's Lewis Hamilton's era or, or Verstappen's now, all of those drivers came up through the karting ranks together. Mm-hmm. And so iron sharpen iron, right? Whether you're talking about motorsports or your business or, or just in life, uh, you have to su- surround your, yourself around like-minded people and people that want to grow. And I've always looked at if you're the smartest person in the room all the time, then you need to get a, gr- a different group because mm-hmm. you're not growing if you're always the smartest person. You're not growing if you're always the best person. Um, there's no challenge in that. And so our goal is to, even here at the facility we have in our training program, is to create an environment that uh, all of our drivers are, are working together to get better, but that we are always putting different challenges in front of them, um, socially, economically, uh, work-wise, so that they're continually growing and continuing to push themselves and going through those challenges of life so that uh, we can be better, we can be elite. That's so true, Trey. And like like you mentioned as well, those life skills that we even learn and adapt from a young age going to school and stuff like that is super pivotal to you know being able to kind of deal with life and the challenges that it throws, of course. And like you mentioned as well, like um just surrounding yourself with the right people that have the right intentions, but also can put you onto things and teach you and elevate you to the next level as well is also very key as well. So I definitely agree. Now, another thing as well, Trey, that you know we'd be remiss about if we didn't speak speak about it too was you know your career and your time kind of driving in the nascar series as well you know at such a high level and what i wanted to ask you and what our listeners would love to learn about more is is just you know how did you find that experience and what did nascar mean to you as a series you know given its sudden history which you know can throw up quite a lot of questionable kind of things and also you know how did you find the adaptation period from like previously driving in other uh, spec series into, you know, one of the greatest series and most competitive ones there are today? No, I mean, I was blessed. Um, You know, adaptation, I adapted well uh, in the lower levels. Uh, But what people don't understand, well, back, let me go back. You know, in the the 2000s, when I ran the tour, uh, it was changing. You know, there weren't a lot of minorities. In fact, prior to that, me going to North Carolina and, and a lot of the states in the South, it wasn't that welcoming. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it was something that I wanted to do. I was blessed uh, my last you know, couple of years. Uh, I was brought on by a black uh, team owner, uh, Clarence Broussard, and helped him grow his program and, and get involved. But we weren't really that successful. <clears throat> and one of the the reasons why is because we didn't put together the right team. And so what I've learned by through that failure was that team is, is, is everything in motorsports. You know, you can, you can have, be the best driver. You can be the best engineer. You can be the best mechanic, but without all those components, you're simply average or sometimes even less than average. And so, you know, what I took out of, out of my career in NASCAR, which was, which was awesome. I got a chance to travel the countries, um, you know, race against some of the, the best guys who are still racing today. But what I took out of, out of I don't want to say my failure, but it wasn't that I did not get to the highest level, is that <clears throat> team and, and your program uh, 
in NASCAR especially is so important. You know, in order to make that car go left, you, you've got to have an extremely good crew um, and, and understanding of what the process is to take it and make it go left back then, especially because there was not that many, there were no road courses or not that many road courses. And now we're running dirt and everything else. Um, I was able to take some of those losses and share those with our drivers. Now, right now we have what four Haley Deegan, um, Sheldon Creed, Noah Gregson, Riley Herbs, few of those that are in Xfinity and in trucks. Um, currently, you know, we, we talked about that as they were growing older is that you have to, you have to adapt like life, you know, you got to make sure you're on the right program. Um, <clears throat> and then make sure that your team is 100% behind you and you got to figure out how to support them and, and highlight their, their strengths and figure out their weaknesses to make those in the strengths for you. And so that's, you know, my, my NASCAR career was, was great. But that's the reason why I probably am one of the best coaches to me um, in the country, if not the world, because some of those failures and how I'm able to relate to kids and be able to bring the excellence out of them as well as push them hard is why we've been successful, why our program is growing and why we have so many young drivers that are in rally, world rally, NASCAR, IRL, um, you off-road you name it right now we're we're in it absolutely Trey. and like you mentioned as well you know it's not how you get knocked down but how you get up and how you can learn from a lesson and how you can always you know improve and and kind of take the essence of something that might not have gone right or to your liking to you know to fertilize that into something that's going to be more productive the next time and something you can gain more out of, you know, in other people as well. And like you said as well, like it, it's no secret that, you know, the Trey, well, just the Adams Motorsport Park as well and the work that you guys do is all encompassing and has changed the lives of so many young stars and, you know, you know, kids of the future. They're going, going on to have such amazing careers in motorsport as well. And actually, when you're speaking there as well, Trey, like, when you're giving that kind of um, summary of just everything that was going on, the experiences, the highs and the lows there as well. Like it reminded me a lot of a certain Bubba Wallace, which like, as I'm sure, you know, he obviously yeah. has like the deal with uh, Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to ask from your perspective too, just like wh- what's your kind of impressions of him being as just a driver and some of the kind of challenges he's come across, would you say some of the experiences are more or less the same, even though you guys are technically two drivers from like, slightly different generations and also from the business aspect too like when you have like somebody like a really successful business owner like michael jordan putting money into the team and investing how much pressure does that put you under as a driver to deliver you know i mean i I will tell you i don't know bubba personally but i've been around him and i've been around their program and i will say that i have the utmost respect for him especially after i saw um you know, his last, uh, the, the documentary done on him. And you never know about another man's life or world until you've lived in his shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is that, yes, he's been under immense pressure before, you know, before Michael Jordan, you know, he, he ran for the King, he ran for, you know, Richard Petty. And though their program wasn't as strong, he being the only African-American black, um driver in nascar uh, a lot of pressure 
Um, you know, now there's there's another young Roger Caruth who's black coming through expanding truck that's amazing as well. Um, but yes, a lot of pressure for Bubba, a lot of pressure racing for Michael Jordan because of who he is. Um, and Bubba's an emotional type person. Most Bubba's an emotional driver, and he I think he puts his good and bad, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And so, you know, when he's struggling, I, I can't say that it's been the best attitude or what's probably the most pop, positive for his team, but that's Bubba, you know, and, and him winning this last race and the emotions that came out of that, uh, good or bad, what people would say, but that's Bubba. And what I love now that I've really looked and paid attention to him is that he's just himself, you know, he don't give a damn uh, or give a dang about anybody else. He's just living Bubba's life. And so I have to respect a man for that. Um, it's pressure for all of us in this sport because it's still predominantly Caucasian, predominantly white. Um, there are a lot more minorities and we're trying to get, whether it's women, whether it's Hispanic, you know, we do a, we have an academy in Mexico as well. And we're bringing more Mexican drivers to the scene, but with Bubba, he wears his he wears his heart on his sleeve, and and I have to applaud him for not changing, um, because of the noise. Absolutely, absolutely true. And just kind of like on the topic of that as well, like you know, even when you were behind the wheel and and kind of racing in that series, did did you find yourself having to kind of carry yourself in a particular way? Because to make a comparison there too, like you know, when we see likes of Max Verstappen, for example, having like a sour day and he's you know like crashing into his opponents and then not checking on their physical well being, or you know like when things are not going right for him, he's shouting on the radio people kind of accept it and they just say, well, you know, he's a passionate driver. That's what it comes down to. But then, you know, if you're an ethnic minority or if you're a black driver or an Asian driver, we've seen that like the response to them showing outrage or being critical at times is different, you know, and did you kind of experience that or do you see it that way too sometimes with how the, the drivers are treated differently as well? No, 100%, you know, especially nowadays. I will say I was unique in a sense that we owned a facility and my grandmother, my, my aunts and uncles, um, primarily the women, right. Were, were always honest about being politically correct. And I hate being politically correct, but for whatever reason, that's just, in so, sure. so when those situations come up, I find myself even today being politically correct. Um, and then I want to kick myself after the fact, right? A week, two weeks, you have your downtime, you start thinking. Um, but that's because of how I was raised in the position that I was put into in order to run a successful racing facility. I had to be learn and, and consistently be politically correct, right? Mm -hmm. It's different when, and, and I think Lewis Hamilton has learned and adapted to doing the same thing when there's negative things happen, it's always about unity and love and peace and we can do it together as team because he understood what it took to be great. Mm -hmm. He understood what it took to be not just great, to be elite, to be one that, that others marvel to be, right? And they can try to take it away from him, but because he's so good at being 
kind of his own person and being in that state of mind, they can't. And so, you know, it's, it is definitely, we are treated different. It is definitely harder uh, for us, I think, to adapt. Is it fair? No, but this is the world we still live in. And so I, I tell my drivers, whether it's uh, my own, you know, race and or women, at the end of the day, you got to do what it takes to be elite. I don't want to be average. I want to be elite. I want to be the only one or the best one. And so if that means today that I need to smile, or today I need to say the right thing, but in the back of my mind, I'm going to get you back later, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let it slide. I'm not going to let it go, but I'm also not going to jeopardize my program or the growth of my program because of something that's happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's the hardest part in our community in racing is to be able to, to, to operate and function at a high level sometimes when you really just want to 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 say things or do things that uh would kind of upset the apple cart right mm-hmm. if you take me out of the, taking me out of racing i'm not no punk right i'm not the type of dude that is just gonna take it mm-hmm. but when it comes to racing when it comes to that community i got to figure out how i can become elite and and they're not ready for that they're not ready for that side of troy so I always bring the politically correct, Troy. Well, Troy, I, I agree with you, you know, and I, I feel like I can relate a lot in that too, just with my upbringing as well, because my parents were always bringing me up with this kind of thing of being diplomatic, you know, and although yeah. there's going to be a lot yeah. of things which, you know, people are going to say to you or like, you know, do to you to wind you up, you, because of how you are in this world, how people perceive you in this world, how people are going to treat you in this world. You have to carry yourself in a way that's excellent. You have to carry yourself in a way that's exceptional. You have to work 10 times harder than your counterparts because obviously for you, the disadvantage is the way you are, where you come from and that you don't fit in or look like them or you're not one of them ultimately. So I I completely agree. And I think in a way as well, although it shouldn't be that way and although I feel like it should be fairer and that we shouldn't give up on like, you know, pushing the kind of envelopes that need to be pushed to give people more fairer and equal opportunities at the same time as well. Growing up with the hustle... And, you know, growing up with that kind of like fire to be better than everyone else, it's character building and it gives you like an emotional, not an emotional, but almost like like a thicker skin and like a strength to kind of deal with things and moments of adversity that would crush most normal people. Right. And I, and I, and again, I agree totally, but I always tell, I tell my son all the time, life's not fair. He he already know. He comes to me and we talk about truly said, hey, dad, this happened, that happened. Man, why are we complaining about it? Life's not fair. So let's figure it out. How do we win in this situation? And let's go win, whether it's in racing or in life, right? Because unfortunately, we got to deal with the cards, cards that we were dealt. And, un- and unfortunately, in our game and this generation still, life is not fair. And so, yes, we would love to to help move society forward. But I'm going to say to, you know, to our listeners that life's not fair. So Mm. don't expect it to be fair. Don't cry about it. Just figure out how you win. How do you win in this area, this game that you're in right now? That's true, Trey. And kind of to caveat that point as well, you know, when you are on the top of the mountain and when you do 
win, you know. Like I remember Lewis was always saying as well that his dad Anthony would say, Don't say anything, you know, just do your talking on the track. Yeah. Let your achievements and let your success, you know, be exemplary of what you've done, the effort you've made, the commitment, the sacrifices you made. Because ultimately at the end of the day, when you're at the top step, you know, whether it's top step of the podium, top step of business, top step of whatever profession that you, you know, aspire to do well in, the results always speak louder than the words. No, for sure. And you, and you look at Lewis's, you know, this year, how bad the season was, how bad the car was. But at, at no time that have I seen in the social media or anyone else that he is, you know, down the team, that he's bad mouth the team, that he's talked about the team. And now all of a sudden, and George Russell was beating him all the time. Now all of a sudden, the car's gotten better. He's helped, you know, bring that positive attitude to where he's running better than George Russell. Um, and they're still messing up his pit stops. They're still messing up his program, but he's found ways to get the car back up in front. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is political. I think, you know, his program is a sense where they don't really want him to win. Or there's that universe or part of the sanctioning body or whatever it is that doesn't want him to get that next title. But the bottom line is he's a great example of what a true leader, a true champion is. Um, he showed our kids that, you know, under the, the most negative um, program, most negative race that could ever happen, that he was still a, a true champion, you know, and, and I, I, a lot of times I show my drivers, I show my son that no matter what we do in life, you know, I would definitely uh, look at what Lewis has been able to do and keep that positive mindset and be able to turn his program around. That to me is what it's all about. Absolutely, that's right. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's so true. Just how, in a way, he's like, it's almost as if he's not just racing for like, you know, trophies or titles or the statistics, but also he's building a legacy, you know, for the next, you know, I wouldn't say next Lewis Hamilton because it's very hard to emulate something like that, but just the next exceptional, you know, black driver, female driver, the next, you know, Mexican driver, the next Chinese driver, just whatever it may be, you know, he's opened the door now, which, you know, wasn't something that was being looked at even five, six, seven years ago to, to see the landscape and to see the work that's being done is sensational. But, you know, there's so many steps that still need to kind of go forward. And my biggest fear as well, Trey, I want to ask you this as well as, when he leaves, do you think the kind of foundations that he sets are going to be honored, or is it still a thing where we're just going to have to continue to kind of like push, you know, and make our voices heard in relation to that? No, I think when when Lewis leaves, what my what my prayers would be is that he would still stay involved. He would get, uh, you know, he owns a, an off road um, program with electric, uh, but my hope would be that. He would stay involved with one of the manufacturers wherever he decides to go, that he would, you know, go to mentor one of the drivers or a few of the drivers, but that he would continue to push behind the scenes um, in his own way to help drivers. You know, I think sometimes when we're the when we're the focal point, it's really tough for us to do uh, the things that we really want to do because we have to be so politically correct. Once he steps down, he can be Lewis. And I and that is going to be very interesting to see. Does he change? And, you know, he can have conversations that I don't think he can really have openly uh, now 
because he's the world champion, because he's still, he is Formula One. I don't care how much they want to say, you know, Max Verstappen is the world champion and he's not, a, I mean, he's not even, he's still a question mark. Mm-hmm. And he's not done anything close to what Lewis has and has has done and will do for, you know, the, the for Formula One. The reason why Formula One is even in the U.S. is because of the notoriety that Lewis has brought on to Formula One. Let's don't get that mistake. So it will be interesting to see, you know, once that does happen. But my my prayers and my hope would be that he would work behind the scenes um, to to continue to help and continue to push forward, you know, more um, black drivers. Uh, There are a few that are coming up. Uh, but not just in Formula One, that I, I would hope that actually he would take on a bigger position to do globally, because I think he has that strong enough brand and that name to do that. Absolutely, Trey. And I think all of our prayers, you know, and all, all of our listeners as well, their thoughts would be aligned as well in terms of just the impact he could have, not only just, you know, obviously for himself, but for the amount of like kids out there and also youngsters looking to try and like make the way forward and not even just behind the wheel, but in terms of the engineering as well. And like, you know, seeing why like kids from certain backgrounds are not getting the opportunity or the jobs in certain fields as well of engineering and, you know, mechanical science and stuff like this as well well so we can only pray as well trey but just you know to change up oh go ahead sorry well let me let me let's let's just touch base really on that a little bit Mm -hmm. because you know when you talk about the engineering and behind the scenes there's you know there's 20 there's 20 drivers or there's 20 spots i tell people there's 40 nascar there's 20 formula one you talk about sports cars so there's only so many seats for that position but the behind the scenes, you know, if there's if there's other minority uh, individuals, black individuals, women, whoever that want to get into motorsports, understand that it's a billion dollar industry that is continually growing. And I will say just in the karting alone. Right. The average uh, mechanic, decent mechanic, he's not even great. The average is thirty thousand um, dollars a year, most in, in the US, California, 50 to $75,000 that these young kids are making. And they're, they're average, they're not great, uh, but they understand the mechanics. And so there's people that don't wanna go to college, right? But they have the mechanical skills or the, the, the mindset uh, to fix things. They need to look, we need to look more into motorsports because there's a huge opportunity. Uh, and I think those doors are starting to open up that our communities can make really good money and it doesn't take a lot of education. What it takes is hard work. I think for also the business individuals that are out there um, that are looking to expand their business and grow, I think that's the big thing that they we need to look at is more minority companies coming involved because the partnerships in motorsports are in the millions and billions of dollars as well. And how we forge those relationships on to help our drivers and to help our community can also expand in motorsports. And we can, you know, if they don't know how, I can definitely show them how to leverage their business and their their position in their own industry to make money, not just in motorsports, but also to support the drivers and grow their brands. Absolutely, that's right. And I'm, I'm thankful as well that you stepped in there because it's something, again, that I think 
a lot of people overlook in terms of how the show runs and of course you know getting that kind of commitment as well from a lot of businesses but like you mentioned there too you know for businesses to take that leap of faith I think it's really important because at the end of the day these kids that we grew up seeing you know starting off in the carts and stuff like that as well they're the future ultimately you know of the world of society of engineering of like you know the entire kind of like show as well so I think there's an incentive for the companies as well, not only just monetarily, but also morally, you know, to make that investment too, because they're essentially helping, you know, society grow and to give fairer and better opportunities to those out there as well. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. And again, this is, um, it's something that we as a community don't always look at, but there's huge opportunities in motorsports. Absolutely. Absolutely. Trey. Well, we're going to come back to this theme as well, because, you know, I think it's very important and we've had a really good discussion on this so far, but just on the sporting side of it as well, Detre, another kind of question we got in from the fans earlier today was, um, we just wanted to get your thoughts on the current guys of NASCAR. Obviously this year we've had the introduction of the new next gen series cars. There's been like uh, revised new aero downforce packages and like an Indian independent wrist suspension a new wheel design as well from your perspective has it improved the racing at all and one of the other questions that came in kind of on the same topic was is there a team or a driver on the current grid that you support or have an affinity towards well let's go with the first um <clears throat> i think it's definitely improved the, the racing because it's new and and you're, we're going to all these different tracks where we don't have notes and they don't have notes um, on the cars. And so you're seeing the racing a lot closer. Uh, you see, you know, a, a lot of the drivers having to adjust and you're seeing in the, in the playoffs where you're having, you know, new winners, you're having new winners that, that didn't win previous. And so I think that's because again, there's not a lot of notes, uh, and, and it's changed and made the drivers change and adapt, adapt to something new. There's definitely some, some issues, Kevin Harvick, you know, and a lot of the crashes and things that have happened have, have noted, uh, but that's part of the growth. And we've had a, a system in place for years, and now you change the system, there's going to be some unhappy people. We don't want anybody to get hurt, but at the same time and token, it's, uh, it's this change. And we've had to adapt to a change as a people a lot. So it's just, <laughs> I just look at it and say it's change. Uh, as far as drivers are concerned, I'm, I'm very, I am very uh, loyal to, to my own people. And so mm -hmm. Noah Gregson in Xfinity, um, he's doing an incredible job leading the points uh, for, for Xfinity. And I'm going to say that's probably, you know, my, one of my number one drivers that I, that I like. And, and even though he's in Xfinity and not in a cup, he's moving to cup next year. Love him. Um, Kyle Larson's a beast. And and love his style. You know, he got in trouble with some things that he said last year, but he adapted, right? We we all say stupid things. He just got caught. Um, but love Kyle's love Kyle's ride. I like uh, his mindset. How and he and he drives multiple different um, types of 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 cars from speedway. You know, um, midgets to NASCAR. He'll just he's a driver. He's a true driver. But Noah Gregson, Riley Herbst, Haley Deegan, Sheldon Creed, like those are my guys. Zane Smith, those are my Southern California guys or Las Vegas guys. That we
we we lose together. That's how I am. That's the best way to be, Trey. And honestly, you know, I think it, it's so important as well to have that sense of community and and also to have that kind of like you know that that kind of strength in numbers. Because as you mentioned as well, like if it was just one of us, our voice wouldn't be heard. But if we all come together and we all kind of campaign for the right things. And, and kind of like do it in harmony as well, then they can't ignore us. And then, you know, you've mentioned there at least like five, six drivers, which obviously at the moment currently doing, you know, amazing stuff in, in NASCAR or pretty much on the ascendancy too. And it's just refreshing and really, you know, like inspiring to hear because even for somebody like me based in London, in, in, in obviously the UK, in Europe, it gives me something to look forward to. And also fans that maybe wouldn't have considered NASCAR before, now actually to check it out and to give it a try and, and to kind of get that authentic experience as well. Well, I'm going to give you the one person I, I keep I'm remiss and I apologize because he's a new uh, individual with our program, Jesse Ouija. Uh, he's in the Xfinity. He's also partnered with Emmett Smith um, for the Xfinity program uh, that I would think our community definitely needs to get behind and support. And then uh, the young Roger Caruth, who's coming up through the NASCAR ranks. The kid's amazing. Um, got us got an incredible uh, sponsor that's riding with him right now. And I look for a lot of exciting things that's going to happen out of out of both of those teams, actually. Um, Jesse Ouija and definitely the driver of Roger Caruth. Well, I'll definitely be following them after this episode, Trey. So they've gained an extra follower in me and also probably hundreds of followers, you know, from this stream as well. This uh, episode is going to go out because we're always looking forward, you know, to the next stars. And it's always nice as well when it's your own too. And on the topic of community and, and kind of coming together as well, Trey, I'm sure you probably saw this on the, on the internet too. There was, uh, let's say, an army of IndyCar drivers that were probably not the happiest in the world when um another young californian driver in the name of colton herter had his uh dreams and prospects of getting granted a fia super license taken away when the fia basically said that they weren't going to revise their rules to uh to allow him to convert from uh indycar into f1 the question to you trey is like do you think it, it well how can i put the question how hard could it be for a driver in a series like nascar or indycar to to kind of convert and to make that step into f1 considering like how biased i guess the europeans are when it comes to heralding f1 above the other kind of series and also like from your perspective as well do you think that the fia should take a look at themselves and you know revise their super license strategy to avoid alienating you know future stars um that deserve the opportunity to compete at the top well i think that's just a good old boy mentality right it's a mm. you know we sometimes look at race as black and white but there's also now U.S. and European. And so to me, that's just a good old boy way of, of not allowing an Americans to go into, you know, into the, the F1 um, series without going through their rules and doing their steps, their guidelines. Um, you know, Colton Herta's one of ours as well. He raised his dad, raced at our facility. I worked with him a lot in his braking back in karting days, and we're still close. Uh, but the bottom line is the, the young man can drive. Um, he's seen that he's professional at a high level in the Indy car. Uh, Scott Speed and a lot and, and Mario Andretti, all those guys have gone 
well, you know, from any of the Formula Ones, got speed, Formula One and NASCAR to IRL. So it's a race car driver is a race car driver. Yes, is there going to need to be some things to adapt? But if he can pass all the tests uh, it takes and it has the skill sets to do it, then they should have allowed it. But that was just, you know, th- that to me is just some BS that um, that they pulled together in order for them to keep uh, their community, their community. And we've seen that as a, as a race for years. And now it's just not a black and white thing. It was more of a country thing. And it's a real shame as well, Trey. Let me just add that as well, that, you know, they're so narrow-minded in their approach, you know, because they're denying somebody which has the ability, you know, to uplift the sport, to take the sport to a newer audience, you know, that chance. And and what really freaks me out as well, Trey, is that, you know, not not to kind of like name drop these people or, or to personally attack them, but we've had lesser drivers that, you know, come from money, either, you know, their parents are rich kind of like, you know, Russian oligarchs or, you know, they, they're Canadian slash, yeah. you know, another kind of like race or, or, or community and they come from a lot of money and they can just buy their way into it. But, you know, the hard work and the talent and the graft and, and things that we see kind of outside the pond, which actually make, you know, a superb driver, I feel like it's being slept on. And in a way, I think uh, I'd be interested to get your comments on this as well. If F1's not careful, they might fall like a victim of their own ignorance. Because I think that personally, you know, series like IndyCar, series like NASCAR, those are the series I think the younger people are actually starting to look more at because, you know, the drivers are more accessible. The sports are a lot more like nice to follow and more competitive. You're seeing the best of the best actually go head to head with each other. And actually it's more fun because rather than artificially trying to like rub Lewis Hamilton or do things to kind of take away from the teams that work hard, what you're seeing on track is just the best drivers around the country, around the world in IndyCar and NASCAR going toe to toe and you're seeing different results week in, week out. And it's without the interference of like the sporting bodies to get those results, which just goes to show you it's a testament to those drivers' skill sets and just how amazing and competitive those series are as well. Yeah, but I mean, let's go back to the earlier conversation. Life is not mm-hmm. fair, mm-hmm. you know. So at the end of the day, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, this is their game. We got to play by their rules, and they just have proven that. You know that that their their program, their community is going to be their program and their community, and they don't want to change the rules, and that's okay. It goes back. Life is not fair. The why it's up in arms and why everybody's excited is because it's happening to one of their own. Mm. And so, you know, we've always said in the U.S. black on black crime. Well, this is white on white crime. At the end of the day, it ain't fair, but it is what it is. Um, and you got to figure out how to be successful in their game. And so if it means that Colton has to go back and do some of the steps in order to get the license, then that's what he's got to do because that's their rules. I don't ask people to change their rules for me to go be successful. You know, my son's on their way to Spain to go race um, carts. I'm not going to ask them to change the rules so that we can go race. We had to get our license. We had to I mean, we had a lot of hoops that we had to jump through for truly to be there. Now it's our job to learn the rules quickly and get there and adapt and be successful. And that's what Colton's going to have to do. 
that's true, Trey. And like you mentioned as well, that the progressive mindset that you have, you know, not only you, but your son as well, like it's the key to what's going to be fundamental to success. Because, you know, kind of looping it back earlier as well, you're saying that, you know, your, your son was kind of like bilingual and, you know, learning to speak Spanish as well. And in that kind of exact scenario you gave, you know, going to a completely foreign country where like, you know, it's not home for you. But being able to learn the language and being able to fit in and, and learn the rules so you know how to basically implement them and, and, and kind of like drive to the standards is super key to that kind of development and, and progression as well. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one thing that, that we really focus with Truly's program is that we want to travel the world. We want to he wants to race in his goal was actually to race in Spain, uh, Spain. Um, France or Italy and on his vision board that we uh, we were able to do Spain this year and we got the invite to come you know to come there in, in two weeks we'll actually be there we leave Sunday uh, but also how do you da- adapt in a community that you know nothing about and so you have to do some research but you also be have to be respectful to that community um, and understand you know the do's and don'ts uh, of their community and then ultimately work within that to figure out how we win and what is a win sometimes a win is not winning the race sometimes a win is just being blessed to get there sometimes a win for others is to be able to spend family time and do things that others only wish they could right um and when he and i had that discussion this morning is you know what are our what's our goals our goal is to to get there to have fun make sure we're having fun to truly take in the blessing that God has given us uh, to get there, you know, while others are in school or while others are homeless or while others are, you know, going through their life challenges, we're traveling the world and, and racing, you know, and even though, yeah, we want to go win, but more importantly, we want to, we want to show others that, you know, the black community can do things in a positive way that we present ourselves Well, we present our country, we present our families last name. Um, well, and that we make a great showing. And if that showing we're blessed to win the race, then we won. But if we don't win the race, we've still won. So that's that's one of the things that, you know, we we constantly keep to the forefront of our mind is that we're blessed to be doing what we're doing. Uh, that's it. Absolutely, Trey. And, you know, on the topic as well of, you know, like black excellence and and kind of setting a precedent to help, you know, the community and kind of extend a hand to those who don't have a voice or might not have an opportunity as well. You know, I think we we actually need to discuss it a bit deeper as well. Just like, you know, the amazing work that, uh, you know, the the AMP, you know, the the Adams Motorsport Park and just the business, the company, the organization's done, you know, to develop the fastest kind of drivers in California. California, from all kind of different levels, grassroots racing and being like a major facilities, you know, in the United States. What sort of programs are available and, and services are, are there as well, Trey, that, you know, can can help like the future generation of stars, you know, coming up through the ranks? Well, I mean, you know, I'm going to say abroad. We people can always reach us through our Instagram Troy Adams Coaching or Adams Motorsports Park or any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Now look at some of our YouTube, which we need to expand on. Um, Here locally, we try 
I, actually, I can't even say locally because of the show we had, Baby Drivers on Discovery Plus. Um, we've had families that are that are over the pond um, that are actually meeting us in Spain, and so to to be able to call us um, or or do Zoom meetings and to help figure out uh, their next steps, whether it's in racing or education, uh, to get involved with the sport. You know, uh, we're connecting ourselves topic called Benevo that is also helping with the STEM pro programs um, as well as the driver programs. And so for, for those who are listening and, and individuals that want to get into the motorsports, you don't have to be in the U.S. or you don't have to be in California in order to get involved. You just have to, to reach out and say you want to get involved and, and we'll try our best to do whatever it takes or connect you to the right people across the world uh, to make sure you're successful. Absolutely, Trey. You know, before we wrap up the episode, we'll, we'll kind of like again I'll outline that again for our listeners because you know it's so key, and I want our listeners to take that away as well from this very you know great conversation episode we've done. But also, Trey, whilst we have the opportunity with you as well, you know, it'd be great to kind of like learn more about your kind of like interest, you know, even outside of the motor racing. So one of the fan questions we got in as well was is that they know that you know you MC and you host a lot of thrilling events and car shows and large race events and, and conventions too you know what would you say are like your favorite events that you've had like the, the the honor of hosting and are there any like events or kind of conventions or shows that you'd recommend to our listeners if it was their first time in California man if, if I've hosted I'm gonna put you on the spot there I, yeah you put me on the spot <laughs> um, our drift night, I don't host those anymore, but our drift night, our car stuff at our go-kart track is pretty incredible. Um, we always have professional drifters that are, that are on, uh, but I'm going to say, you know, anytime if they see on my social media and I'm on the mic, I've done a lot for Canyon, um, air filters. The problem is, you know, since COVID, I haven't done that as much. And since my son's been racing, I've slowed down that aspect of my life to focus on his uh but anytime i get a chance to get on the mic if i if i'm out there in the uk we need to we need to put something together it's a pretty fun time i make i get uh people to do pretty crazy things uh, my wife my wife gets on me because sometimes i go a little too extreme uh, <laughs> people like their little five you know they like their 30 seconds of fame but it's gonna definitely be a good time anytime i get on the mic uh, Canyon is probably one of the big conventions I did in Dallas was huge. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing those. Uh, some of the drift, big drift parties or, or uh, street scene stuff that I've had to hot import nights that I've had a chance to do. Those have always been fun, but I just enjoy it, man. I enjoy our community. I enjoy the times that, yeah, I can get on the mic and, and uh, let that other non-politically correct Troy come out because he don't get a chance to come out that much. <laughs> And uh, I like that. I like that guy. But my wife says that guy don't need to come out. Uh, that <laughs> much. So, so, yeah, when I when we when one of these days I'm going to have to come there, we have to we have to put together something so I can turn up out there. Uh, Trey, you'd be more than welcome. And, you know, I think we would enjoy it and we'd love something like that in the UK as well. Because, you know, we, we have our car shows and stuff like that. But to me, they're just not even on the level that they are in the States and in California. And I think you guys really set the standards for those experiences and just, you know, just it, like being there to kind of 
take it all up and, and just to kind of be part of such an awesome com- community like that as well so it'd be sensational and i really look forward to that day as well we'll definitely be staying in touch and also on a side note too definitely we want to see the the more like like a less politically correct version of trey adams as well because <laughs> yeah there's, there's definitely a, a space for that and and you know by all means you know i think at times as well we, we need to be honest and what i am afraid of sometimes is that you know we live in a generation where we can't be individuals you know and 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 things like these days everybody gets like offended or, or kind of like you know like very everyone's kind of like very uptight about everything where i think you know oh, back in the day you know there was like a mutual respect amongst people you know and you could just say it how it was right right no and and totally agree and that's what i like about really about my go-kart program um i don't have that we don't have that problem the parents allow me to be me um i'm not real politically correct when it comes to my my drivers or my carts if they screwing up i'm gonna let them know you know it's an in-your-face type of program and that's why we're successful and i think that's the problem with uh, many of the communities now, right? Everybody's uptight about every little thing um, and everything. And again, unfortunately, but we want everything fair and life ain't fair. So True. I look forward to it. I look forward to to coming out, meeting you in person um, and, and we'll figure it out. We'll definitely have to to meet at, again, we're going to be in Spain. Those individuals will be out in Spain and Valencia. I have my wife just Spain starting from Sunday to next Monday uh in a t4 uh t4 racing series so you guys can look that up and if anybody's out please come out see us it's a nation's cup see my wife's over here now she's being a boss soon as she walk in my care <laughs> it's like like any wife she started telling me what to do but um yeah the nation's cup t4 series and we'll be out in valencia spain uh next week well, Trey, we're, we're going to be here rooting for you and your son, you know, and just the entire brand as well, because what you're doing is amazing. And kind of we're going to wrap up this episode soon. But the last kind of two questions we had in the pipeline as well is just, Trey, you know, your expertise and your passion has allowed you to develop many of the upcoming races, you know, throughout the motorsport industry. You know, for you, what's the most rewarding aspect of the role, you know, in, in aiding these stars realize their potential? You know, I think the most rewarding for me is seeing a young person um, of any age, you know, come in with with apprehensions and fear of of driving. Right. Whether it's 40 mile an hour, or 150 mile an hour, um, but being able to instill a positive, um, the positivity, be able to teach them how what's possible uh, when they can overcome their fears, when they can learn how to be comfortable in an uncomfortable environment, something that our people has had to do for years, Uh, but then be able to see that growth and be able to see that success. And so for me, that's probably the most rewarding. And that's why I do what I do is because a lot of times I get drivers that are struggling or teams that are struggling um, and they call on that expertise of figuring out uh, what pieces of the puzzle needs to be put together for them to be successful and then how they operate um in that uncomfortable environment and at the end of the day when we can have that peace in that uncomfortable environment that's where elite comes from absolutely Trey. and like you mentioned as well like it's finding that kind of like you know confidence within and extracting that in a way that's gonna you know 
utilize the performance and, and kind of like you know elevate people to the next level and you know make them like see things in a different way they might not have considered before as well and and, and helping people to to kind of realize that they can do it you know if they put the right mindset towards it as well the right time into it the dedication the focus as well that you need and on that kind of note as well trey you know I mean, we haven't really even spoken too much about parents today, although I think, you know, you, your son, and obviously the wife as well, do a phenomenal job for, 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 for him. But in that sense as well, like what advice would you give to the parents looking to support their kids, you know, in the world of motorsport and to the kids listening as well? What, in a few words, what would you say it takes to become a fast and proficient race driver at the upper echelon. <laughs> well, honestly, like it's been, I was just saying to Georgina as well, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Trey, because, you know, you really, I know you've been diplomatic. It's been the, the PC, Trey, but even still, you know, you've told the truth. You've been really, 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 really just on point with everything that we've been talking about in the community as well as just some of the obstacles that, you know, our folks face in 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 that kind of hemisphere the challenges that life in general is not fair but at the same time you you can't let that define you you know as a person if you want to make you know strides forward and, and be successful so the kind of final question i was going to ask you know kind of before we had that technical difficulty was um what advice you know would you give to the parents looking to support their kids in the world of motorsport and then for the kids if you had to sit down and, and speak to the next youngster that could potentially be a star of the future you know what does it take to become the fastest and most proficient racing driver of your field well i think let's go with the the kids first you know i think mm -hmm. it takes uh well not i think it takes belief it, it takes a belief in yourself it takes uh to have a vision board, we really believe in having vision boards and writing things down and putting pictures that you see every day because, you know, words are so powerful and visions are powerful. You can't see it. You can't believe it. I mean, if you can't see it, you know, you can't achieve it. And we really believe that. Um, my son, we do a, a vision board every year. Truly's done a vision board. And I, I would say that 80% of his things, the Spain trip that we're doing is came off his vision board. And so I, I say that to our young people is, number one, you have to be able to see it. Um, if it's a passion of yours, believe it. And then surround yourself around good people, strong, like-minded people that want you to achieve. You know, you're going to have a lot of haters out there. And we eat haters for lunch. We eat haters for dinner. So, you know, don't get let them get in the way. That's just part of society nowadays. You have to take that. And successful people are going to have a lot of haters. Uh, so you have to just believe in yourself um, and surround yourself around good people. And that leads into the parents, you know. First and foremost, I tell the parents to just don't be crazy. You know, parents, we, we love our kids. We want them to be successful. But sometimes we get a little over the top, a little, mm -hmm. little crazy in how we push our kids in order uh, to achieve whatever dreams that we think they should achieve. And at the end of the day, we're there to love our kids. You know, I, I've not known a parent that I've met and the first time they meet me, they say they got their kids into racing to win championships. What they tell me is that they got their kids into racing because their kids wanted to do it. They love racing. They saw Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen or Colton Herta or one of those type of drivers and they want to try it out. And from that stage, 
a week later, a month later, a year later, they finally win their first race. And now the parents have gotten crazy and have gone overboard. And so I would tell the parents to, to relax and enjoy the journey, enjoy their kids because their kids are going to grow up fast. Love your kids because, you know, if you die tomorrow, that's what your kid is going to remember you by. Not the butthole that, you know, you were and crazy when you were trying to push your kid, but the trips and the experiences and the things that you guys have done together on this journey of racing. And so for me and and our family, it truly is about the journey. Um, You know, we're, we're going to Spain. We talked truly. And I talked about that this morning on his ride to school is, you know, what, what's our goal? What's our, our goal. And the biggest thing he said was have fun. Well, first he said, win. And I said, okay, that's a great one. That's a good one. You know, daddy liked to win and I don't like losing. I fact, I, I hate, I hate losing, but maybe that's not in God's plan. And so if it's not in God's plan that we win, what other things that we need to focus on? And so he was, you know, be a good person and be the person that when others see our community, that we represent what, you know, what our, what our race is and and our community, we represent the U S drivers and not being so self-centered, but we're, um, can communicate, you know, we represent that he speaks multiple languages and that blacks are, are extremely smart um, and that we can race and we can race at a high level. But when we, if we don't win, and I'm not throwing that out in the universe, but if we don't, uh, that we still have, we hold our head up high and show them, um, you know, who we really are. And so as a parent, we have to just remember that we're not just raising a, a racer or a basketball player or a football player, but we're raising a, a young child that we need to make sure that they're in excellence in our, in our community and our society. And so don't be crazy. Take it back, you know, take it, take it back a notch and, and truly enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Trey. And I think you articulated that brilliantly you know there was something in there for everyone to to take away from today's episode as well and you know i think we can always look at ourselves and there's always things we can do in our own lives you know to you know improve to strive for betterment you know not just for ourselves but for other people as well and like you mentioned too you know not putting so much pressure on kids to the point where it's not fun to the point where you know it's like menial and, and almost like you know cryptic but at the same time as well those key and core fundamentals of hard work you know just dedication and, and also having and being professional at all times when things go right you know and unfortunately in life when when things don't go to plan or, or when god has a better plan you know down the line as well so trey it, it's been really phenomenal and a blessing for us to have you on the show today we definitely need to have you back again hopefully later on in the year as well so we can catch up with you more chop it up go through some more memories and experiences as well just uh, talk it like you know in terms of f1 and anything else that's happening around the world right now as well but this has been an honor and on a final note as well trey I'd, I'd like to kind of hand it to you just you know any final thoughts words is is there any programs or projects you're looking forward to in the imminent future our listeners can look forward to as well and again just because just for the people in the back because they really need to hear this like it's been phenomenal trey you know where can they find you where can they find the amp community and this all the amazing work that you guys do well i mean we can uh we can always be found on our social media platforms adams motorsports park 
as well as Troy Adams coaching. A lot of the, uh, a lot of our stuff, truly uh, travel with truly. We're getting ready to do his YouTube um, because we're, in fact, we're, like I said, we're on our way to Spain uh, this week. We come back, we'll go to Reno, Nevada, and then we're on to Mexico for the final race for the Formula Kart series. Uh, so you know, check us out on our social medias and and you definitely can get more information if you have if you need information re, uh, regarding racing karting motorsports feel free to to send us a um a dm and we'll we'll make sure we answer you and get you that information or try to put you in contact with someone in your area no matter where it is uh in the world we really have a lot of relationships uh and then no just thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of uh, be a part of the the cast. Be a part of uh, your world. Definitely enjoyed it, and I look forward to us communicating here in the near future. Oh, absolutely, Trey. It's been phenomenal, you know, and I'm so thankful to you as well. You know, truly as well. That's my guy from now on too. I'll be supporting him and looking out to those YouTube vlogs as well. So, you know, I can support him and just kind of like, you know, see like life through his perspective as well. Because, you know, what he's doing is like a dream for most of us, you know, doing this podcast thing. So I'm super excited for him as well. And I know that, you know, he's in great hands with you and, and mom as well and, and just the entire, you know, um amp community as well that's amazing and this as well trey you know big shout out to yourself as well so you're a legend you're an icon to us as well it means so much to have your time i can't wait until you're in london as well you know i'll be looking forward to that some point soon and at some state as well i have to head over to california and catch up with you guys as well but we'll definitely be you know tracking truly's progress as well and just you know the, the the business and organization as well we're looking forward to that and we can't wait to have you on in the near future as well it's been amazing this podcast and i'm very very thankful for your time no definitely i'm gonna look at I'm, we're gonna look at the we're gonna make it a date i'm gonna look at the calendar for next year i have a kid colin queen that's uh, in the uk right now racing and I also do some things with WRX. So if the wifey lets me get away from the karting scene and go back and do some stuff with the World Rally, then then I'll be there even more. So I look forward to it. Again, thank you guys. And we will talk soon. Oh, absolutely, Trey. Well, thank you as well. And um, as always, Georgina will put the links in the description as well, guys. So make sure when this episode comes out, you go, you show support as well to our guest, Trey Adams. He's been amazing, as I've said before. The links as well to the website are going to be there as well. But just in case you, you missed it, just, just in case, you know, we need to shout for the guys at the back as well. That's Trey Adams coaching on Instagram and also on the on the website as well, um, www.treyadamscoaching dot com as well make sure you check out the adam motorsport park community as well and all the special events they do and also services they have an offer to nurture the next future stars you know because that's what we align ourselves with these days and yeah from us at stripping the dipping you know it's been a great episode there's more to come so make sure that you stay tuned you like subscribe share with a friend of a friend and until next time guys it's been your boy amg dent aka Denzel Clarkson. And until next time, take it easy. Peace.